Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, fantasy football family, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. I am one of the hosts of the show, Eugene. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Jeans, G E N E S. You can also follow our official Twitter handle at Off the Line FF. The other host of the show, my boy Ike. How you doing? How you feeling on this? You know, it's it's free agency week, man. What's going on? How you feeling? Yeah, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. Got a little uh, got a little cold situation happening. You know, had been under the weather the last couple of days. Been uh, as a result, I've had to have some Benadryl induced sleep, um, and that was <laughs> you know, and, and I felt amazing the next morning. By the way, but. No, we're we're pushing through. We're 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 making it work. We're making it happen. Um, and I can be found on Twitter at just underscore Ico nine. And yeah, you know, free agency is uh, in full swing. You know, we've seen a lot of crazy deals so far. Some trades. Um, you know, we've seen players sign to deals and then later back out. We've seen mm-hmm. players sign to deals and then later change their minds and say, you know what, to hell with this team. I'm going to sign with this team because this team can't get their shit together. Um, and one example that I can point to is the Dallas Cowboys front office losing, <laughs> losing Randy Gregory in, in the in the baffling fashion they did. It was just uh, it's a sight to behold. Um, you know this this type of thing doesn't happen to good front offices, right? You know you have to be an inept, incompetent front office to let something like this happen. Um, and those of you that aren't really um, that that man that may have not been paying attention, but um, basically, Randy Gregory signed a, a deal with the Cowboys, basically to retain him for five years for seventy million. And then an hour later, it comes out that he signed with Denver, and it was mainly because you know the Cowboys. You know, there's been conflicting reports on this, but initially, initial reports were that he that the Cowboys tried to you know sneak in some what they call standard contract language that basically mm-hmm. said. If you get fined, uh, we're 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 gonna basically take away your guarantees or something of that sort. And they were saying that you know after the fact they were saying that that standard language across all their contracts except the one that that Dak Prescott signed. Um, but Randy's agent said that he has never seen that um, all in all his thirty years of negotiating deals um, in you know all of his all his time. So you know, it came down to that. I mean Denver Denver you know. Randy Gregory signed for, with Denver for the exact same money, exact same. Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say exact same structure. You just you just see the five years of seventy million, 
But, you know, there's probably a lot of differences um, within that contract. Maybe like the first couple of years, it gets X amount of dollars versus the first couple of years, he gets X amount of dollars with the Cowboys contract. But the biggest difference was they didn't have that clause in his contract. And the Cowboys insisted on having it in there. And, you know, whenever, you know, Randy Gregory's agent found out that um, that was a, you know, a standard thing, he politely asked the Cowboys front office to remove it. And they declined. They declined to remove it multiple times. And mm. that's why Randy Gregory's a Bronco. So you, you, you just, it, it just takes, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a special skill to, to basically fuck something up like this. I, in my opinion, um, you know, it, it's, you know, I've been, <laughs> I've been pretty vocal about this. Uh, it, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's a, it's a way to just laugh, to, you know, you know, laugh to keep them crying because it's, it's, it's so ridiculous. Like, how can a front office be so incompetent like this? You know, it, it, it makes no sense to me, but hey, this is what we've been, you know, living with for the last, you know, countless amount of years. Um, you know, we, we see, you know, boneheaded decisions being made. Um, we always take the first wave of free agency off and then we go bargain bin hunting, you know, week two, week three, free agency, you know, low level free agents. We don't ever attack anybody, you know, of, of substance. So it's just, you know, it's, it's a repeating cycle that we see here in Cowboy land, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm just glad at least um, the rest of America can are, are starting to play catch up, and, 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 you know, you know, better late than never to the party of seeing Stephen Jones and confidence in full display. Mm. So it's it's like a bad habit that we just can't kick, man. Called the Dallas Cowboys. They 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 always find a way to you know when you think you got hope, and then they just find a way you know just swipe your legs from under you and you just fall to the ground face first. So yeah, um, relationship. You know, it's just uh yeah, it's one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll we'll touch a little bit more on some of the key free agents that we've seen so far get signed at the end of the show. But uh, like we said last week, um, th- this is our tier series. And this last uh, episode for this uh, series, we're going to touch on uh, tight end, our tight end tier. So, uh, you know, let's, let's not uh, waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and start off my tiers. Uh, my first tier, my top tier for my tight ends, I have four of them. Uh, my first one is Mark Andrews. Um, Mandrews. Um, yeah, Mandrews. We, I mean, everybody saw what he did last year. Uh, he was uh, first in fantasy points per game for the tight end. That's almost 18 points per game. Led tight ends in targets, uh, target share, air yards, deep targets, red zone targets, target rate, receptions, reception yards. <laughs> uh he <laughs> he was fourth in, in yards per route run for the tight end at 2.18 he was only one of five tight ends that ran over two yards per route run which is just i mean when you start talking about tight ends and and you look at yards per route run anything up around 1.4 1.5 is elite so if you're seeing tight ends running wide receiver elite number over two then you know major work is being done and then also Mark Andrews, he lined up in the slot 62 per, uh, about 60% of the time, which was uh, fifth most for tight ends over uh, that had o- at least 30 targets. So just, this just lets you know the like the flexibility of, of Mark Andrews, the you know, the creativity the Baltimore Ravens used him uh, within the offense to get him the ball. Uh, you know, just amazing that <laughs> amazing season that he had. 
under the, I mean, under the circumstances of them missing uh, two of their running backs, having to really start a, a rookie wide receiver, which wasn't who wasn't bad at all. They didn't have Sammy Watkins, a free agent that they had signed the, the, uh, before the season, thinking that he was going to be the wide receiver, too. So uh, for Mark Andrews to, you know, to do this and even with Lamar missing what five games, um, doing it with both. Yeah, three different quarterbacks and he was still shining. So this just let you know how how amazing of a season that he had. My uh, uh, the other the next tight end in this tier was is obviously Travis Kelsey. 16, almost 16 and a half uh, fantasy points per game. He was number two, 10 touchdowns, 135 targets, which is second as tight end. He was first in Yak, uh, which is not surprising because, I mean, one of his nicknames is Yak Daddy. So, uh, you know, <laughs> he, he's, he's, always, he's always making magic after the catch. Um, and then he was also second in receptions. And receiving yards is uh, um, in the tight end position. Position, and what's crazy is that uh, this pat this past season's numbers in terms of yards and receptions was his lowest since 2017. Uh, so, which even tells you like how amazing he's been in a, what this five year run for this to be his lowest, and he was still second second in the position. So, uh, you know, just great. Um, I mean, in it, in, I guess it's good for us uh, for. Uh, redraft purposes that him being 32 probably going on 33 before the season starts that doesn't really affect him because he's tied to an elite offense and tied to uh patrick mahomes so yeah um, year to year we're, we're good we're good so. yeah yeah uh the next one is darren waller um uh, he averaged 12 uh fantasy points per game uh which was six in the position um uh, his week one through six was amazing he was tied in four during that time uh, which was also which was tied for first in targets with Kelsey and third in receptions. And then after he had dealt with that first uh, ankle injury and then the bye in week seven, week eight, and then pretty much the rest of the season, he even still missed five games in between that. Uh, he he finished at tight end twenty five. They just couldn't they just couldn't find it find that magic that they had the big at the beginning of the season. After that, yeah, he was unstartable uh, once once he came back and. You know, if you drafted him high, you were you were stuck in that in that in that in that box of having to draft him because I'm pretty sure you didn't have another a better potential option than him. Uh, and then my last one in uh, in this tier is uh, my boy Kyle Pitts, Florida Gator, now Atlanta Falcon. Uh, he he averaged about ten and a half fantasy points per game. He was second. He had the second most receiving yards ever for a tight end uh, for his rookie season. Uh, which is amazing, only behind Mike Ditka. Uh, he was second in air yards, second in air share. Uh, air yard share, he was uh, second in A dot. He was second in deep targets, third in receptions, uh, I mean, third in receiving yards. Uh, he was first in yards per target, uh, yards per reception at 15, 15 yards, which was 14th overall if you mixed in wide receivers also. So just, you know, I know people were down on him because. He only scored one touchdown, but regardless of the fact for him to to have this type of season without any touchdown production, just only lets you know how much how much more he can you know elevate his game and you know elevate uh, elevate for uh, for uh, fantasy owners. Uh, and then for for Kyle, he lined up in the slot forty uh, over a little over forty three percent of the time uh, per PFF, uh, and then also PFF uh, also said that he uh, ran two point oh two yards per per route run. Uh, 
And he was one of the five uh, tight ends that I mentioned that were over two yards per route run um, for the season. So uh, just amazing, this first group for me. So, uh, Ike, who you have on your uh, tier one? Well, I wasn't expecting that last, uh, those last couple ones in, in tier one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So uh, my tier one has three tight ends, uh, Mark Andrews, Kelsey, and, and George Kittle. I have George Kittle uh, rounding huh. out my first tier. Uh, but just real quick, just to kind of uh, add on to Andrews, uh, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal year. He took, he finally took over the tight end one crown. Uh, Travis Kelsey held it every single year since 2015 or 2016. I can't remember what year it was, but um, an, an amazing run from Kelsey. Um, but, you know, Mark Andrews had 107 catches, just shy of 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns with three different quarterbacks throwing passes. Uh, that, you know, just just think about that for a second. Like anybody who came into the game knew the assignment was to throw the ball yep. to Mark Andrews. Um, they, ran the, they ran their passing offense through him. Um, you know, he has the most reception touched. He, has actually, he actually has the most reception touchdowns by a tight end over the last three seasons. Um, oh. and that's, more than, that's more than Kelsey. More than Kittle, uh, more than Waller, more than these guys that have been coming up and scoring touchdowns. But you know, Mark Andrews is number one over the last three years, so he's he's a touchdown machine as well. Um, you know, uh, you know, he led all tight ends in air yards, and he had a twenty six percent target share this past year. So, um, and you know, just real quick, um, and we we talked about Yak um, and Travis Kelsey being the Yak monster. Um, <laughs> the top three, the top three uh, <laughs> tight ends in Yak. Are the are the are the three guys in my tier one? Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and George Kittle. They were the top three. Yeah. So you know, if you get a lot of yak, and rounding out the top five was uh, Rob Gronkowski uh, and, and Dallas Goddard in the yak department. So if you're getting a lot of yak, I mean, it's going to pretty much correlate to you know a high fancy output as a tight end. And you know, if you have any one of these three guys, um, you just have such an advantage over the field, especially um, in you know, on a week to week basis, um, because they just give you so much. They just give you so much more than you know, a regular tight end that you can find off the waiver wire. So, um, you know, Mark Andrews, you know, phenomenal. Travis Kelsey, we, we've said a lot that we need to say. He led all tight ends in the act with, you know, with over 600. And since, 26, and tw- since 2016, he has 27 100-yard games <laughs> as, from the tight end position, and that easily leads the NFL um, in, that, in that department. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, according, and according to Pro Football Focus, um, he, he is the, the highest-graded tight end um, since 2016. So, you know, um, he's, he's just phenomenal and just, you know, just paying back or just, you know, going back on that you know, hundred yard game note, that's more than that 27, he, those 27 hundred yard games, that's more than double the next person um, in that span. <laughs> George Kittle is the next person on that span with 13. Um, <laughs> so just, yeah. And, and speaking of George Kittle, um, he only played 14 games uh, this past year, but he finished as the tight end four. Um, and he had six games of being the tight end five or better, and he, you know, finished second in tight end yak yards, uh, and yeah, and tight end yak. Um, you know, he he holds the NFL record for you know most 150 yard games from the tight end position. Uh, I think he has four. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. There was there was a run that he went on last year, back to back games of like you know 150 plus yards and, and a touchdown or. You know, I think he averaged like, you know, 10, you know, nine catches for 100 and, you know, 60, 70 yards and two touchdowns in a, in a two game span. Um, this guy can go off at any given moment in time. I mean, if you look at playerprofile.com, he's in the 95, 95th, 96th percentile in all of his workout metrics. <laughs> so that 
obviously translates well to the field. <laughs> his explosiveness is on full display. Uh, look no further than that that tightrope play um, against Seattle um, last year, where he just caught a he, he caught a you know a, a drag route and just mm-hmm. outran the entire defense um, you know, for like a fifty yard touchdown. It was it was just amazing. Um, so yeah, this rounds out my my tier one: Kittle, Andrews, and Kelsey. All right, go ahead and uh, go ahead and get off. St- get us started on that tier two. Well, my tier two starts off with uh, with Kyle Pitts, um, your, your boy from your, your boy from uh, Gatorland. Uh, <laughs> he, he, yeah, he finished as a tight end seven overall. Um, had a thousand yards, but only had a one touchdown um, this past year. Um, so he had a lot. There's a lot of regression to be had um, this upcoming year, especially with you know now coming going into 2022. He's pretty much the only reliable pass catcher that Atlanta has. You know, Russell yeah. Gage signed with the Buccaneers. We'll, we'll talk about that signing a little bit later. Um, Calvin Ridley suspended for the season. Um, and, you know, obviously they, they traded Julio Jones last year. Now, Julio Jones getting released. Maybe the homecoming's in order. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, t- you know, Kyle Pitts led all tight ends in yards per catch with 15.1. Um, and he was second in tight end air yards. So, uh, you, know, this, you know, the arrow is pointing up for Kyle Pitts. He's going to be getting all the targets um, this upcoming year. Next in this tier, I have Rob Gronkowski. Um, I had him lower in this tier prior to the news of Tom Brady returning, announcing his uh, return. He only retired for an hour <laughs> before saying, you know what? I'm kind of tired of this whole uh, stay-at-home dad thing. I'm going to go back to playing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, he finished, you know, Brock finished as the tight end five, and he missed, you know, quite a, you know, a handful of games, with, you know, with that rib injury um, that he sustained against the Rams earlier in the season. Um, but he only finished about you know a couple of you know fancy points per game, uh, you know lower than Travis Kelsey um, this past year. So he was right up he was right up there with those top you know those top three or four tight ends um, if he played a full season. Um, so you know, he had four, he had fourteen point six yards per reception. Um, that was good for second and third um, amongst all tight ends. So he, he's he's he still gets down the field at his age. Um, he only had six touchdowns. Um, but you, we, we'll, we'll probably see a little bit more um, more from that department uh, this upcoming year with you know Chris Godwin get kind of kind of getting his feet back uh, getting his feet back under him uh, recovering from the ACL injury he may not be ready um, early in the season so we may see a lot of targets to Gronk but you know any any given moment of time you know Gronk in the red zone Brady to Gronk until these two stop playing together until they, until these two stop showing. That they can't make magic together, I'm gonna have Gronk in the top five more often than not. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. So, uh, and, and the next on this tier, I have Darren Waller. Um, kind of touched on it. Um, he had a hot start to the season. His first six games, he was the tight end four, um, but he only finished as a tight end 18. He had battles of injuries, and he missed the money weeks right um, in, the, in the fantasy playoffs, weeks 13 through yeah. 17. Um, so you weren't able. So if you drafted him, you drafted him as like basically the second or maybe third tight end um, overall, and he finished at the tight end. You know, finished in, in the, the tight end twenty range. Um, that's you know that's not good. Hopefully, you know we he, he's he's a little bit more healthy um, going into the season, um, and he 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 returns those you know those, those tight end those tight end one uh, you know uh, production. Um, and the next, I have Dallas Goddard uh, tight end for the Eagles. Um, he averaged 14.8 yards per reception this past year, uh, which was second uh, amongst all tight ends. Um, and one interesting thing that I saw was, you know, according to playerprofile.com, he had a 2.3 yard um, average target separation, which was third. 
um, which is third in the NFL. So um, hmm. he actually, whenever he was running routes, he was getting open um, and beating his defenders. Um, now, Jalen Hurts wasn't always the, the most accurate guy getting him the ball, but when he was targeted and we, when he was you know, on target with his passes and Dallas Goddard was on the field again, he, Dallas Goddard you know, dominated. He had over, had, had over 800 yards receiving um, and he had 10.9 yards per target. So, and that was first among all tight ends. So he's, you know, he's a stud, man. I, I think, um, you know, the defense is going to obviously devote a lot of attention to him. And he did benefit from the um, Zach Ertz being traded uh, midseason. And that's when a lot of his, you know, that's when, that's when he kind of took off a little bit more. Um, but I think this this year when we'll have a full season, uh, assuming he stays healthy, um, he could finish definitely in that top, you know, three or four uh, tight end range if he you know, maintains a full a full, work, uh, full workload because, you know, they don't – in Philadelphia, they, they don't really have any receivers. I mean, they have Devonta Smith and Greg Ward. I mean, we're, we're not even going to mention Jalen Rager, who they drafted over Justin Jefferson two years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> every, every chance I get, I, gotta, I, have, to, I have to make that uh, comment. I, to, I, just can't, I just can't help myself. I just can't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's, he doesn't really have a ton of par- target competition. So as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be, uh, you know, firmly, firmly, uh, at the forefront of that passing attack. And the final rounding out my tier two is, uh, Dalton Schultz, our, uh, local tight end, uh, the Cowboys. Uh, he finished as a tight end three overall last year and he's going to, and there's a bunch of, you know, vacated targets with you know, the departures of Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's Dak safety blanket. Um, you know, he's going to be he's going to be getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of looks underneath a lot of targets. Um, we obviously share the same sentiment about how we feel about him as a player and how we how the Cowboys should have potentially moved off of him. But from a fantasy perspective, if he's in this offense, that's going to be, you know, getting to the open open guy, usually the open guys underneath. And that kind of starts with Dal- Dalton Schultz and um, to, uh, to a, a large degree, hopefully, um, C.D. Lamb. So. Um, you know, Dalton Schultz should see plenty of uh, plenty of looks that in that in a Dallas passing attack, and I have him uh, rounding out my tier two. Okay, uh, I mean, our our tier two pretty much has the first same eight. It's just a matter of how we put them in which tier. Uh, yep. My tier two has uh, Kittle, Goddard, uh, Gronk, and Schultz. Um, I put Kittle here. I think mainly because I'm kind of wary of how he's going to be used with potentially uh, uh, Trey Lance. I don't know how how they're going to use him yet. And then just him dealing with injuries. And, uh, you know, he was kind of – I mean, even though I still finished fourth uh, fantasy points in the tight end position, just, you know, just sometimes, like you said, he had those two weeks where he had uh, damn near 350 yards in two games. So, and then he was just kind of, just kind of quiet after that. Uh, but I mean, for Kittle, he 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 played the most snaps out of anybody in the tight end position. Um, he was second in yards per target at, at nine point six, uh, fourth in in target rate, fourth in reception uh, receiving yards. Uh, so I mean, the opportunities are there when he when he gets the ball. Um, and then he was also number one in yards per route run at two point three five. So again, yeah. like they target him, it's a lot. It's for a lot of yards usually. So. Yeah. Um, just ro- just real quick on George Kittle. I know you're not certain about how he's going to be used, but just think about how he's he caught passes from Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard in his career. <laughs> he, so did. he did. I he did. Like 
I would like to believe that Trey Lance is much better. Yeah. Than <laughs> <laughs> I think you have a point there. Fine. I think it'll be you, just fine. You you have a point. Uh, for Dallas Goddard, uh, this was his best year that he's had so far. Uh, you know, he just uh, read up a contract extension before the season even started. Um, uh, he had 39% of his uh, snaps in the slot, uh, fifth in uh, receiving yards. Uh, and then uh, he was second in yards per route run at 2.34. So, again, this is another tight end that was used a lot and utilized down the field uh, when he received the ball. Uh, my next person is Gronk. Uh, the ageless, ageless wonder, as long as Brady's playing, he's coming. And if he's coming, then you know he's going to be putting up a lot of work. So uh, he was third in fantasy points per game. It's a tight end position at 4.3, 14.3, uh, 802 receiving yards, which was the most for him since uh, 2017. Uh, so uh, and his man is Gronk. So um, somebody to definitely target when you're getting ready for a redraft season still. So. Uh, and then my last one was uh, Dalton Saltz. I mean, you touched on a lot of things. He's Dak security blanket. He used him a lot. Uh, sure-handed receiver. Uh, he was fifth at fantasy points per game. Uh, he was third in reception, sixth in targets, third in catchable target rate. Um, a lot of his targets were right in the middle of the field. He finds the void. He catches it. And, you know, he just kind of stumbles for a couple more yards and he's down. So <laughs> Jason, yeah. Jason went in light right there. Yeah. Um, my uh, tier three. So my tier three has five tight ends. Okay. Uh, it starts with, starts with Dawson Knox. Then it's TJ Hawkinson, uh, Zach Ertz, uh, Pat Frymuth and Mike Gusecki. So uh, this tier for me was more of like, like the wide the tight ends that you're like I they're good but I need I need more outside of Zach Ertz Zach Ertz is here because his usage last year uh, plus his age is the reason why I have him in this tier I couldn't put him in the, in the in tier two but the rest of these wide receivers uh, tight ends they're young and you see the ability but you like you you need more to to be convinced that they're a tier two uh, tight end. Uh, so for Dawson Knox, uh, he finished with uh, just just under 11 fantasy points per game. 19% of his receiving uh, re, uh, receptions were touchdowns. Um, second in tight end and touchdowns with nine. So I'm like that person, basically 20% of your rece re re receptions are touchdowns. I mean, that's a candidate, a candidate for for some type of uh, regression unless they unless they're going to use utilize utilize him more. So there's just something to be wary of. He's very touchdown dependent. Um, uh, but the one good thing uh, with that is that he was fourth in red zone targets at the position. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you can take the good and the bad. He's definitely when they get to the red zone area, red zone area, he was looked at uh, by Josh, by Josh Allen. So um, our next tight end is TJ Hawkinson, 12.1 uh, fantasy points per game. He was third in air yard share. Uh, but he was 14th in targets with 61, um, not 61, sorry, um, 61 receptions. Uh, and then he was eighth in slot snaps, uh, according to the PFF. Uh, so, again, in this offense, they utilize him in uh, different sp uh, places. Uh, you want to see him healthy. Uh, you want to see him used more um, and definitely want to see him used more in the red zone area. I think that's one thing that's been lacking in his, his year so far is that they don't really – haven't really 
been able to complete passes in the end zone to him. Um, my next one was Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz was pretty much a relevant uh, a relevation. Revelation. Re- <laughs> revelation. No, I got you. Hey. Revelation. I know. <laughs> I got you, bro. Um, when he got traded, so. So how they set it up is that 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 game that they had, uh, Philly had that last game they had was what a Thursday night game. They featured him, yeah, and then they sent his ass off like two days later. Like yeah, they, they did they, it on purpose. They knew they, like they knew what they were like doing. Showcasing. Yeah, they like to showcase yeah. your, your yeah. players, your, your trade assets, where you get them. Get yep. them. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. But I mean, in this in this case, I mean, it carried over. Like the 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 Cardinals used him a lot, especially when. Uh, you know, D Hop was dealing with a lot of injuries, uh, playing playing injured, and and then when he couldn't play after he got the knee surgery. Uh, so basically, since when uh, Arizona traded for Ertz, weeks nine through seventeen, he was tight end five. He had ninety two fantasy points. He was third in targets overall with uh, uh, tight end position with one hundred and twelve, and then fourth in rece- uh, receptions. Uh, that just, I mean, that just lets you know that he still has it. I know they were doubting. I know in Philly they didn't really like him for that reason because because Dallas Goddard was younger or whatnot. But obviously you can see he can still he can still play at a high level. Um, he was fourth in yards per route run at uh, at two point oh nine. So um, again, this was another player. Whenever he received the ball, uh, yards were yards were 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 gained. Um, and then my last my last tight end was uh, what, uh my last two tight ends was Pat Firemuth and then Mike Gusecki. Um Pat Firemuth, he had seven touchdowns in his rookie year, which was, and then he was first in red zone targets uh, with twenty. He completed thirteen of those, so basically half of his targets in the red zone completed for touchdowns. Um, here in this case, um, hopefully, Mitch, uh, you know, our boy Mitch Trubisky, um, yeah, hopefully he utilizes him. <laughs> yeah, that is my boy. Uh, before he before he uh, he, he floundered, um, hopefully. Uh, He's able to utilize these the weapons that he has uh, disposal to now in in uh, Pittsburgh, um, and this is one of them. He's a, a young tight end that's he can block, he can he can he can catch, he can run. So uh, hopefully it continues. And then also, and then my last one is Mike Gusecki. Uh He finished under 10, 10 fantasy points per game. He was fourth in targets with one hundred and eleven, which surprised me. I didn't think he got targeted that much with uh yeah. with. With Jalen Waddle there, um, and then you know just kind of how they were playing around with the, the with the quarterback position at the beginning of the year with with Brissett and then and then to, and, and Tua. So um, Gusecki has a lot of a lot of potential. Um, very versatile. You know he was one of those those uh, those freaks that coming in, coming into the NFL. He was basically ninety fifth percentile higher in every uh, metric there was. So he lined up first. He was number one in slot in slot snaps with over sixty two percent, according to PFF. So uh, that's why you heard a lot of people talking about oh, this is a wide receiver that plays tight end because he doesn't like blocking. He just he he wants to get the ball. He wants to run rats and get the ball. So yeah. uh, he tops. He he ends my 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 round three. I mean my tier three. Yeah. So um, we actually have the same exact tier three, except I. Gesicki's not mine. Uh, I, I okay. think a tier, a tier down, but okay. hey, yeah, I have Dawson Knox, I have Zach Ertz, I have TJ Hawkinson, and I have Pat Farm. Um, you know, <laughs> 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 yeah, we we didn't rehearse this, guys. Like this is uh, yeah. this is 
what we came up with. And before before we before we've done any of these uh, tiers, we don't we don't brainstorm any of ours or anything like that. We just we just show up to the show. And we just read up our tiers, and sometimes yep. we're surprised, sometimes we're not. Um, you know, just like I wasn't surprised to, to see him have Kyle Pitts in his tier one or Darren Waller in his tier one. I wasn't surprised by that at all. But anyways, <laughs> that's another, that's, that's, but just to kind of continue on for my tier three, Dawson Knox, uh, you know, we touched on it. Um, he, he, he pretty much over, overachieved um, all season long. Um, just think about this for a second. Like Travis Kelsey had 135 targets. Um, Dawson Knox only had 71, but they had the same, they scored the same amount of touchdowns. Mm. So, <laughs> You know, Dawson Knox was pretty damn efficient with his with his, uh, with his receptions. Um, he was fifth in deep targets, fourth in red zone targets. Um, you drafted you basically he was basically going for free at the end of drafts, and he was even picked up on the waiver wire. And he finished as a tight end eight, uh, and that was and he easily had the most fantasy points above expectation um, from the tight end position. So um, you know, naturally, a conventional wisdom would suggest. That he's going to have some sort of regression in 2022, uh, but maybe he's good at scoring touchdowns. Maybe Josh Allen loves to just find him in the red zone. He's going to get to you to be a touchdown machine. Those two things can be possible. So uh, we'll just we'll wait, wait, and see how it plays out. I think Dawson Knox is a buy personally. I like Dawson Knox as a player. Um, I think he's really good. He's athletic coming out of Ole Miss, and he played behind. He played in the same offense as AJ Brown and Elijah Moore and those guys, um, and he was overshadowed. But he's you know, he's an athletic freak in his own right. He ran a four or five coming up. Uh, so he's pretty athletic, uh, pretty explosive. So, um, you know, he, that's, you know, that's why he's fifth in deep targets. Uh, he gets down the field. Um, so I, I like to see a lot more from, uh, from Dawson Knox uh, in this coming year. Next, I have Zach Ertz. He hit, the, he hit all the major points. Um, he was, you know, pretty much a revelation in Arizona. Finished as the tight end six overall. Um, and you were drafting him, you know, tight end 15-ish, tight end 14. Basically, mm-hmm. in the drafts, um, and you know he 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 got a great return um, from me when he went to Kyler in Arizona, and they just re-upped him for three years and thirty million. Um, so he's going to be in Arizona catching passes from Kyler Murray in that offense. And yep. you know they don't have a ton of they, they just lost Christian Kirk. Uh, you know AJ Green's a free agent. Doesn't seem like they're going to bring him back. So all they have is DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore. Um, and as I mentioned last week, they don't use Rondell Moore properly. Don't um, don't forget about Isabella, man. Oh, that that what's a what's a trade? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but, you know, be that as it may, uh, you know, Zach Hurts is in line for you know pretty pretty healthy target share this coming year. Um, in the next, uh, we have T.J. Hawkinson. Um, you know, again, you know, he 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 was drafted high uh, as the tight end. He was drafted as a tight end six. You know, there was a, you know a lot of expectations for him, and he you know he started he started out pretty well, and then. He, he got injured and then he became ineffective um, and it finishes the tight end 15. And he, missed, he missed the last five games through the injury. So we'd like to see him be able to stay healthy and continue to produce. But given all the, you know, the, the, the competition they're starting to add on the outside in Detroit, you know, they signed DJ Chark. Um, they re-signed, they re-signed Josh Reynolds and they re-signed Khalif Raymond. Um, so they have a lot of receivers um, in Detroit, um, and a lot of weapons there. Um, and they may even draft receivers well, um, this coming draft. Uh, so that's another thing to keep an eye on with, uh, with a lot of target competition. And obviously DeAndre Swift out of the backfield, he's an excellent receiver in his own right. So we'll have to see how um, this plays out, but I still think TJ Hawkinson is pretty talented. And then just rounding out uh, my tier three, Pat Fryermuth. Um, 
he finished as you know the tight end 13, just shy of, you know, just outside of the tight end one range. And he was being drafted as a tight end 20. Um, so again, he was mm-hmm. obviously going for free. He was, you know, a waiver wire you know, pickup, uh, finished with seven touchdowns. And did you know, and did you did you all know that you know Pat Frymuth was the only tight end, only rookie tight end in NFL history to catch 60 passes and score seven plus touchdowns? He's the only tight end, only rookie tight end in NFL history to do that. I did not know that. Yeah, that that is uh, so he's you know we'll see what happens with uh, Mr. Trubisky throwing the ball for the next couple years. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't have a ton of confidence, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what Trubisky does. Uh, I, I mean, at least from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk more about Mr. Trubisky here later on in the show, but um, but yeah, Pat yeah. Ryan. You know, he's you know going into a second year. I think he he has a lot of potential um, in his own right. But that round time, I okay. Okay, let's go ahead and hit hit your uh, your last tier for for the people. All right, people, tier four. Um, these are these are guys that kind of um, well, there's one guy that doesn't really fall into this category, but these are guys that have some potential, but they they have, just haven't fully realized it yet. Um, you know, first I'll start off with Mike Kosicki, um, Miami Dolphins, uh, tight end. Um, they just, you know, they, they did franchise him. So they, they are committed to him for at least the next couple of, next year or so. I think, or maybe he resigned, maybe he signed another deal. I, I know I saw a picture no, of him on Twitter. He's just, oh, he's just been tagged. That's all I know. Oh, he's he just been tagged. signed the tag. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I, he has, they haven't come to an agreement for a long-term deal. But, um, he had the second most fantasy points below expectation, um, this past year. Um, mm-hmm. So he had a lot. He looked there was a lot to be desired with them, and I remember. I remember specifically there was a, a Thursday night game against the Ravens where you know you and I we touted him you know prior to that game, you know uh, thinking he was going to be a good start. Um, mm-hmm. He had seven targets in the game, which is great. We like to see that, but he had no catches, no yeah. catches versus a Ravens defense that has been getting ravaged by tight ends up until that point, and then finally you know Mike Kosicki gets there and then. You know, he 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 lays an egg and makes us look stupid. <laughs> People stop listening to us at that point. <laughs> yeah, no call, no show, man. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, so you know, he only had two touchdowns, and you know, I, I think you know, like you said, he he his his workout metrics are off the charts. He's another one of those Penn State freaks. So I think you know he there's a, there's some potential to 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 be realized there. He's six six. He should be an awesome red zone target. Uh, if they you know, if they throw the ball a little bit more, um, he should hopefully be on the you know the receiving end of those um, red zone looks. So we'll just have to you know wait and see. And speaking of red zone looks, the next guy on my on my list got a lot of red zone looks, got a lot of red zone touchdowns. Uh, Hunter Henry uh, for the New England Patriots. Um, him mm-hmm. and Mac Jones showed a pretty decent rapport um, this past year. Um, you know, every week you look you look up and then Hunter Henry's scoring a touchdown or he's getting you know some, some chunk gains here and there. So. Um, that was a pretty decent signing for the Patriots. One that kind of flew under the radar, um, you know, because obviously he, they, when the Patriots, you know, signed, you know, John Smith and Hunter Henry, they were thinking John Smith was going to be the primary guy because he's more explosive, he's more athletic. Um, but Hunter Henry is a more proven producer, and you know, he ended up scoring nine touchdowns. So, um, you know, Mac, him and Mac Jones have some sort of rapport, and hopefully they can continue to carry that. Um, into 2022 and beyond. And next, I have Cole Komet, uh, tight end for the Bears. Um, he 
easily finished. Um, he had the most fantasy points below expectation, um, just mm. you know, close to like you know forty or fifty. Um, he had no touchdowns uh, this past year, just unlucky as hell in the touchdown department. You know, Jimmy Graham caught some touchdowns. You know, whenever they, he would he would get in the game, uh, you know, around the five or six yard line, they would just throw him a jump ball. Well, touchdown, Jimmy Graham, and you know, call yeah. not 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 scoring. He had 93 targets, <laughs> 90, almost 100 targets and no touchdowns. So you you would think that uh, some regression uh, would be you know, headed his way, um, given you know there's going to be some vacated targets without Robinson not in the fold anymore, not return, not going to return to Chicago. It just it's just Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, and you know who else? You know they, they I think they just lost I think Jakeem Grant to yeah. the, the uh, Browns. Yeah, they just lost the Browns. Him. And he was a pretty a pretty decent player for them. So, uh, you know, I think Cole Komet's in line for some positive uh, regression in the touchdown department and in the fantasy points department. So, uh, that and then and then finally to round out my tier is uh, Noah Fant, tight end for the for the Seahawks. So, <laughs> was, yeah, you know, another athletic freak coming out of Iowa, tight end U, was what which is what we've we've seen over the last several years. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of potential with Noah Fant. Um, he just ha- he just had bad quarterback play. Unfortunately, he's going to continue to have bad quarterback play until they move off of Drew Lock, because Drew Lock is going to be his quarterback for the foreseeable future until they end up you know drafting a guy or maybe getting another one another veteran that's you know an upgrade over him. So, uh, but Noah Fant rounds out my tier four. All right, so. Let's see. My tier four was a little similar. So my tier four had uh, Noah Fant, Cole Komet, uh, Hunter Henry, uh, Albert O, uh, and Tyler Higby. Um, I mean, this tier is just more of like, eh, you know, like hopefully they do something for me. Uh, we'll see. Not holding my breath. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, my uh, my tears start off with Noah Fant, like you said. Uh, now he has Drew. I mean, he still has Drew Locke throwing him the ball, but now in Seattle, uh, going to be competing with with DK and, and Lockett for for targets. Uh, we'll see if they move off of Tyler Lockett, like they were rumoring, like it was rumored before all this uh, free agency free agency fiasco started. So we'll see. Uh, but I mean, this past year, I mean, he had, he was seventh in receptions. Um, he was eighth in red zone targets, 11 out of 16. Uh, but he was 15, he was 15th in air yards and air yard share. So, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's a little bit better. I won't hold my breath. Uh, I know, uh, Drew Lock is a gunslinger, but he's on now team establish it. So we'll see. Oh, well. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, I mean, Cole Komet, another tight end. I mean, he was a rookie last year. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, this new regime in Chicago will get get the offense going a little bit better. You know, use use Justin Fields, uh, his legs, so he can you know unlock the offense a little bit more. Uh, Hunter Henry. I mean, he was the better out of like you say he was the better out of two tight ends. Uh, with him and um, John U. Smith that were signed, um, scored a lot of touchdowns when they got to the red zone area. Uh, Tyler Higby, he he got hurt at the end of the year, but he was six in 
Well, no, he wasn't. That's the next one. Uh, Tyler Higby. I mean, I mean, I don't really have too much to say about him. Just didn't did he even tear his ACL? I can't remember. I know he hurt his knee, but I don't know for sure what he did. Knee. I can't. I think yeah. it was an ACL tear. If he tore it, then I need to move him out of this tier then because we're not going to be seeing him anytime soon. Um, and then my last uh, tight end was Albert O. Albert O was six in yards per route run uh, with 1.94 with his limited snap share. So when he was on the field and he 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 usually made something happen. Um, and I, you could tell that they liked Albert O and they wanted to get him the ball, but obviously they also like Noah Fant. Uh, Albert O was one of these uh, combine freaks too, uh, at his size, running running a four five four four. So, um, you know, now it's his chance to see what he can do with with a better quarterback. You know, he still has a lot of weapons around him. So, it was uh, it was an MCL sprain by uh, by him. Okay, okay. So he's cool. He, I mean, he's cool here. You know, he's yeah. just he he's just a tight end. So Albert O, Albert <laughs> o is huge. That's a huge winner here for them. Answers. Yeah, definitely, 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 but, definitely. But I mean, th- that's just a, a you know sneak peek of our our redraft tight end tiers. Uh, but now we can you know switch gears and, and talk about uh, free agency. Um, there was a these past what three days have been crazy uh, with more news to come as the week goes on and uh, into next week. Uh, but you know, what are some of the the signings that you've that you've Thought that were kind of big and you know be moving for fantasy purposes. Uh, so I I want I want to touch on two really quick. The first one is I think the most obvious one uh, that we saw that we that was kind of crazy. Christian Kirk to the Jacks, uh, four eight four years, eighty four million. Uh, I don't know how much of that guarantee is guaranteed, like thirty seven million guarantee at the Some, something like that something in that range um that's a lot it's a lot of money to commit to, to to a guy that's only you know barely hasn't touched a thousand yards for this for the first uh you know in, in any given season career. Yeah. um he had a career high 982 yards this past year but um but you know i, I think christian kirk i think he's, i think he's a good player i mean i think um since you know trevor lawrence is is, is starving for receiver talent now down there in jacksonville I mean, they had to overpay, right? They had to overpay. He was one of the. He, he's he's twenty five, just now entering his prime. Uh, I think this will be. A, I think this will be ultimately a good move. And Christian Kirk is pretty versatile. Uh, he can return punts as well. Uh, he can play on the inside. He can play on the outside. Uh, you know, hopefully he can realize his potential down there in Jacksonville. Uh, you know, they added. They also added Jay Jones. Um, you know, for uh, for a lesser deal. And they may be, and they may be looking to trade Lavisca Chanel. Um, he's been his, his name has popped up in trade rumors um, uh, throughout this week since since Christian Kirk signed. Um, but I think Christian Kirk is is he's obviously slated to be the number one receiver there in Jacksonville. Um, they also oh yeah and they also signed Evan Ingram. <laughs> yeah, they did. Don't <laughs> hand don't hand Evan Ingram uh, for you know just a one year deal. Um, so they're they're trying to get Trevor Lawrence some uh, you know some some weapons out there in Jacksonville. Um, you know, athletic athletic guys too. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's one that that's one that's one that stood out to me. And the other one that stood out, stood out to me uh, was Russell Russell Gage. Russell Gage to the Buccaneers. That is a that is a move that <laughs> that a lot of people need more people need to be talking about because Russell Gage is a baller. He is a baller. He's going to be in that in that pass happy uh, offense in Tampa Bay with Brady slinging it. 
Um, you know, just, you know, according to, you know, PFF's, you know, Dwayne McFarland, um, Russell Gage was awesome against man coverage um, last year. He had a 35% targets per route run, and he had a 2.91 yards per route run um, against mm-hmm. man in man coverage. Um, and just think and think back to the show uh, that we did for wide receivers, um, the top three wide receivers um, in, fan, in total fantasy points and fantasy points per game were Adams, Debo, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Adams, Debo, and, uh, Adams, Debo, and uh, Tyreek Hill. I think the I think those are the top three. Uh, yeah, so they were they were top three in fantasy points per game. And oh no, I'm sorry, uh, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, um, and, and Devontae Adams. They were top three in fantasy points per game, and they were also top three in yards per route run. So uh, that correlates strongly uh, to to a lot of fantasy production. Um, so you know, and just and just for comparison comparison purposes, since he had a thirty since Russell Gage had a thirty five percent targets per route run, um, you know, Antonio Brown last year had a 33% targets per route run. Uh, so he's so Brady Brady's gonna target that slot guy, that third receiver, um, pretty, pretty frequently. Um now I'm not saying you know Antonio Brown and Russell Gage are you know the same stratosphere in terms of talent and ability, but um what we saw last year from Russell Gage on the stretch for Atlanta, um, he took over as their number one, you know, receiver. Um because I don't want to say I don't want to say number one, you know, overall pass catcher because of Kyle Pitts and, and the season that he had. Obviously you know, Sam's touchdowns. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really like that um that Russell Gage uh signing with Tampa Bay. And overall his uh yards per route run was um was two point one nine, which is thirteenth in the NFL. So um A plus signing for the Bucks there. <laughs> yeah, it was I was definitely surprised that they were that they, they went to go get him, but you, you know, whenever A B was out, uh they were trotting out like Darton and Tyler Scotty Martin, Scotty Miller, and Tyler Johnson, Rashad Perryman, and they just, they just wasn't working. <laughs> it wasn't working at all. Signed, by the way, yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, so a couple of signings uh, that I thought was uh, definitely interesting was uh, the first one was the DJ Chark. I know a lot of people were hyped up to see see what where he was going to land because i mean before he got hurt and i mean we've seen seen flashes of him like being really good so disappointing uh, i really thought that he was going to go somewhere and um uh, you know be the i mean be the number 1 essentially but uh him signing with the lions uh 1 for 10 uh potential to make like 12 to 14 something like that um i'm not yeah, I'm not really. Just, I wasn't really gross. moved by. It. Just gross. Uh, the 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 prove it deal, and you wanted to put put your your put your your faith into you know Jared Jared Goof's hand. So uh, now I look, don't, the things can change significantly. Well, I won't even say significantly. They can change a little bit if they draft a quarterback, uh, a strong arm quarterback that can get the ball down the field. I mean, given how. People are just basically shitting all over this quarterback class and saying it's worthless and it's not a good quarterback class. I I don't know. I this was a very questionable landing spot for DJ Charge. I, I expected him. I honestly I was I was looking forward to him potentially going if if you know if you know we moved on from Cooper, I was looking forward to maybe us, the, the Cowboys signing him, because that would be the perfect receiver for the offense. Um but if if not them, 
the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears would have been a perfect landing spot for DJ Chark. Um, yep. Paired perfectly with Justin Fields, a strong arm. He likes to throw down the field. DJ Chark can go down the field and get it. Him and uh, Arnell Mooney. Um, that would have been a perfect pairing, uh, a, a perfect receiver tandem. And, you know, I, he probably wouldn't even sign for like a one year, $10 million deal. But given how, given, I feel like he settled in Detroit because maybe the market wasn't as kind as, as he thought it was going to be. Because uh, mm-hmm. I remember uh, Spotrack's valuation of his contract was about $12 million per year, maybe $13 million per year. He only got 10 for one. So um, I, I don't know. I, this was, I was disappointed to see this. Uh, <laughs> um, another one that um, that was that was really intriguing was the Mitchell Trubisky to the Steelers. Um, he signed he signed a two year deal, um, but basically is a one and maybe. Um, yeah. I, I don't think this stops them from going and drafting a quarterback if they really want to go get one. Uh, the quarterback that they if they end up drafting would be. He'll be sitting there for a year learning, uh, no rush, and they'll still be in the, I guess, quote unquote, win now um, because they're the defense. I mean, the team is good, the defense is good, they got the weapons. It's just a matter can do they have a competent cor- quarterback, and uh, you know they're 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 hoping and trusting that the Trubisky can can be just that. Um, I mean, for me, does it's cool. It's better than what they had, but. It's really is really going to be interesting how this actually works out because they still got Matt Kennedy as their as their coordinator, and we haven't seen really too much any good things coming from from his uh, his leadership on the offense. Yeah. Um, and then also the you know the Chase Edmonds to Miami uh, two for twelve, and then they backdoored and signed Moster for one for three. So mm-hmm. you got. Him, you got those two, and then you got Gaskins. They're all the same build. They pretty much all do the same thing. So I'm like, okay, so what are we, do- what are we doing here? Florida. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care how much you're paying you. One of y'all need to figure it out. Squid Games edition. Let's go, basically. How I, how I think it's playing out now that – Raheem Mostert signed with the Dolphins. I feel like Mostert's going to be the early down guy. Um, and then Chase Evans is going to be a third down back. And then they'll probably mix in Miles Gaskin because yes. he's a little from last year. But yeah. um, I think they're good. But, but I feel like they're going to eventually use, use all three backs um, in tandem. Um, yeah. And in, in large, in, in, in big spots throughout the year. Um, that That's at least just, you know, just kind of foreseeing it and just forecasting it in my brain just on the fly. But yeah, this is. Before the before the Mostert signing, this was wheels up for Chase Edmonds. You know, this was going to be his backfield, but yep. since you know now signed, uh, Mike McDaniel is, is familiar with Mostert. They're going to probably mm-hmm. implement those those uh, those those run those run schemes um, from San Francisco. So I I, I don't know it, this this does not bode well for Chase Edmonds for me. No, <laughs> I mean, no, it doesn't. They need to. Those wheels need to go back into the airplane, man, because it's not it's not wheels it's not wheels up. It's no longer. Guy. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. They maybe I don't know, man. It'd just be a backfield that I would I would want to avoid. Honestly, but one, so. but one backfield not to avoid is uh, James Conner. James Conner's back in Arizona. Well, that was the next person I was gonna hit on. Okay, yeah. No, go ahead. Go out. Go ahead. Take no, I, was, I mean, no. We can go ahead. You know, just is 
the deal is three for 21. So, you know, you're locked in for at least two years. Uh, so you don't have to shy away from this guy. And, and, you know, when you're in your drafts, like he's, you know, he's the guy, like we saw, we saw what we saw, how we, how they used him, uh, with in tandem with, with Edmonds. And then it was a, it was efficient, you know, once they got near the twenties, Connor came in and did, and did his thing. He, we saw he led the, he tied for the league lead in touchdowns. Um, oh. and it, and it kept Kyler. I mean, it kept him from potentially getting hit because you had the option of the big bruiser close, close to the goal line. Uh, you know, in this situation, uh, we did also see him when Edmonds got hurt that, uh, he can catch the ball also, which we already knew already. It's just yeah. that he wasn't the every down back. Um, uh, they still got, you know, Benjamin, uh, maybe they, they, know, like? they uh, like yeah, who they like. I know coach bro talked them up at the uh, combine. So, uh, if they don't go draft a wide, uh, running back, then, you know, he's going to be, you know, the change of base pace back. But we know James Conner is locked into majority of those carries in that backfield. And that's that's de- this is definition of wheels up. <laughs> yeah. yeah <definitely> <laughs> oh, speaking, and one more. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of wheels up, um, I, I want to make an announcement. Um, since Zay Jones signed the Jags. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this means it is wheels up for <laughs> Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards season. Oh, we, 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 are, we are live. We never <laughs> yielded. We are not dead. We are not dead, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Edwards lives. He is back. <laughs> I think this is finally going to be his breakout year. I am calling it on 316 day, 2022. At 8.38 p.m., Ryan Edwards, third-year breakout. Let's go. All, All right. right. Go ahead. All right. On the spot, cap or no cap, uh, Nico Collins finishes higher than than Brian Edwards in the fantasy season next year. Nico Collins. Oh, you! how, how dare you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you do this I got to test, test your loyalty to uh, Brian Edwards. What's up? Y'all, y'all, see, y'all hear what he's trying to do to me right now. Two guys that I touted. Two guys that I touted. Okay. Nico Collins finishes higher than Brian Edwards. I'm going to say that's cap. That's cap. Ah. That is cap. <laughs> I, the thing is, I, I, I feel like Brian Edwards, like, I, 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 I touted him first. I, I believe in his ability. Um, he was... Obviously, the all-time leading receiver at South Carolina. Who else played at South Carolina? Debo Samuel. Better than Debo Samuel. So, hey, uh, well, at South Carolina, not obviously in the NFL, the NFL story, but um, yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I think this is finally going to be the time that Brian Edwards, you know, breaks out. Um, Nico Collins is solid. Um, depending on what happens with, you know, uh, hopefully nobody else gets traded to Houston and ruins Davis Mills because Davis Mills showed that he can play. And he can play. Um, and they may move off of Brandon Cooks um, as well. So that'll leave Nico Collins um, at, you know, as the number one guy. Um, hopefully they don't continue to try out Chris Conley because they just re-signed Chris Conley. I know, right? Yeah. What, a, what a bummer. What a bummer that would be. But, um, you know, but we, we, we know that Nico Collins is probably the most talented wide receiver on that roster um, outside of Brandon Cooks. So if they move off of Brandon Cooks, it is definitely wheels up for Nico Collins, but we'll have to see all that 
we'll, ha- we'll have to see that play out first before I can. Uh, but right now, it's it is cap. I think Brian Edwards is going to outscore him this year. Okay, that's fair. And uh, I know one other person that uh, in uh, you know the Destination Devi Discord uh, that we had a conversation about was uh, was uh, Antonio Gibson. Uh, when we saw when we saw JD McKissick get signed to the Bills, everybody was a lot of people were excited because we we're like, okay, it's finally it's finally here. Yeah. And then today. He he pulls a Randy Gregory and says, "Nope, I'm coming back. Two years, seven million." So, you know what I saw like a couple hours ago? Someone, what? a prominent news station, said that he might change his mind again. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hold on. Hold, so hold the phone. So hold the phone, ladies and gentlemen. We may Antonio Gibson top five RB season is not dead yet. All right. Not okay. quite there. Not quite dead yet. But okay. yeah, I mean, okay. they said it's speculation that he might change his mind again. So we'll see how that plays out. Okay. Well, you know, next week we'll, we'll hit on, you know, everybody else that, that we might not have touched on because we still got a lot of, a lot of moves still need to be made. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we touched on some, some folks, there's some more folks that need to make moves. So, you know, we we'll touch on those next week. Hopefully, we get good news about Antonio Gibson because I know a lot of people, a lot of people are invested in seeing yeah. this guy get used in the proper in the proper manner. Um, Alan Robinson hasn't signed. Uh, Leonard yeah. Fournette hasn't signed. Nope. Uh, Melvin Gordon hasn't signed yet. So, nope. um, and James, I haven't, I haven't really looked at my phone or any news. So maybe they got some time since we've been on the been on the show, but I haven't. I haven't seen anything that that indicates they've been signed yet. So uh, yeah, those probably guys that touch on next week to see where they yep. land. Yep, I think a lot of people are waiting to see how this Deshaun Watson saga ends before people start signing elsewhere. I think that's probably maybe you got like people like Juju and and Juju Allen Robinson trying to figure it out. Yeah. Maybe maybe in the Deshaun deal that Brandon Cooks goes with them. So just mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of moving moving parts still left to be made in uh, free agency. So. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully the people listening, you enjoyed your time listening to our tears and, you know, kind of talking about free agency. Uh, next week, we'll we'll dive in a little bit more about free agency and see what's what's happening, what's going on and how it might affect our uh, our teams and uh, potential potential how we want to draft uh, in fantasy this next coming year. Again, this is off the line fantasy football podcast. Uh, you can find us. On Twitter, on Off the Line FF, that's our official Twitter handle. Uh, you can, you know, find us wherever you get your uh, your uh, streaming podcast from uh, under the Destination Devi Network. We got a lot of things happening. You know, you got your uh, forty chess guys that hit on D- Dynasty. We got Elite Seekers that hit on, you know, your before they even touch touch your uh, touch the college campus, your high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we got JB that deals with the analytics. Uh, and obviously you got you got Ray, Ray and, and Jay Rich on the the morning show on Monday through Thursday on YouTube. Um, you know, just a lot of things happening, a lot of good stuff, you know, get tapped in. Stay rocking with us. We appreciate y'all. Uh, Ray, uh, not Ray. I can't, you got anything before before we get out of here? No, nah, I, I echo Gene's sentiments. I appreciate y'all and you're rocking with us. Uh, it, it's, it's it's much, you know, again, it's much appreciated. Uh, you know, we've been doing this for about. 17, 18 episodes, 18 yeah. weeks in a row. Um, even a off season, we don't sleep. We don't sleep even in the off season, even if it's redraft, even if it's slow. 
Uh, we want to bring you guys, you know, the best content, uh, you know, up and coming content um, that we can. So, um, you know, again, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Continue to continue to you know, the head of the Destination Debbie squad um, for all of our uh, dope content. Yeah. On that note, let us know what, what y'all thinking uh, on Twitter about the some of the free agent moves. Uh, you know, our tight end tiers, our, our, our previous tiers that we did in, in uh, previous episodes. But, you know, y'all be safe. Be easy. Enjoy the fantasy, the free agent fiasco. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Peace out, people.